Welcome back to another Smooth Ram. This is Hollywood Cole here with Nick Thimianos. What is up, dude? How you doing, my friend? Good, man. Good to have you back. I can't believe it's been so long. It has, man. We've all been pretty busy. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, a perfect game to come back to, man. Dead Cells. <laughs> and you, you're the one that got me on this game. So oh, it's like, my oh, this goodness, is perfect. man. That, that game is uh, one of my guilty pleasures. Oh, yeah, it is great. We're going to get into that here in a minute, but I wanted to check in with you, man. I know that you've been still writing your uh, your book now. You're sending some yeah. some examples out, stuff. How's that going? Uh, pretty good. I haven't gotten much feedback from everybody yet, but I've, uh, I've sent it to maybe about 20 folks, and I think I got about three three uh responses so far about it and uh they're all been pretty positive uh mandy's still actually reading right now but she said that she's thoroughly enjoying it because she's always seen like disjointed pieces right throughout uh throughout the uh last two years that i've been writing this one and she's like wow this is this is really good so that makes me happy because she's pretty critical with my work so nice so is it the is it a rewrite of the original book or is it It, just a whole remake over you know what? It was originally a rewrite of the the original book, but no, it is a it's a make it's you know how you guys talked about Final Fantasy VII? It is a complete like there the names are there, but it's a completely <laughs> different story now. You know, so okay. um, I mean, but it's it's good though. I mean, like the stuff that I've sent you, I know you I've I've sent you plenty of stuff in in the past, but I took like all the origin stories of the characters and I had it that they're just it's just building up, so it actually takes a bit before it gets to the true main character. But I like that way because it 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 it, it uh, establishes everybody that's important to the story chronologically, and shows what their influence is over the the scope of the story. And so that's what I what I'm really enjoying about it. Okay, cool, man. Yeah, I've said every time I'm on here, I talk about it. I mean, it's because it's just so interesting. We we need we really need to get deep in it one time. Like one time, we need to just get together and let's just talk about kind of like back in the day. I was asking, like, dude, how did you write? How do you come up with this? You know, let somebody that might be interested in writing fantasy novels. You've already been the game designer, <laughs> you know. Now you could be the fantasy writer yeah. again, <laughs> and then just let us let us know, man. It's just fun. It's just good information. It's fun to talk about. But uh, yeah, man, I'm excited yeah. about reading it. So, so anyway, dude, uh, Dead Cells. The um, you turned me onto this game. And I turned it on, uh, and I enjoyed it, of course. And it is a roguelite. So, what does that mean? That means that all. So, maybe you know the answer to this because I really don't know the answer. I'm assuming it comes from Rogue Legacy. Is that true? Do you know? I so I never played Rogue Legacy, but that's what I heard that that set the standard of like just just absolute just run your face through the glass like broken glass kind of difficulty. You know? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, like Dead Cells, uh, Dark Souls, uh, Dark Souls, sorry, uh, kind of difficulty with things. And then a lot of games have been adopting like this severe RNG or severe right. like Twitch reflex skill uh, based gameplay. And uh, it it actually works. Like, it, I, I think the bottom line with the roguelike would be that it's punishing. You're, uh, you make a mistake, you will be punished for it. Yeah, so roguelikes, um, my understanding was on uh, Rogue Legacy as well. You're, it is very difficult. Of course, it's permadeath type of deal, um, but it's all randomized dungeons, right? Um, and so when I first, when you 
first time around this and I played it and I said, like, oh, it's a roguelite. So it's like, okay. And something about it just keeps drawing you in and drawing you in and drawing you in. I guess it is the randomization. But um, anyway, I kind of like, okay, this is one of those games to where um, you just try to get as far as you can. It's eventually going to kill you. Mm-hmm. But that's not the case. So we'll get into it a little bit more later but uh, about the actual game. But I, I got back, all that to say, I got back in here to do this podcast, dude, and I actually finished it finish the game um at least got through that you know the, the part of the game you always start growing and doing all this but uh oh so fun so but i started looking into this company man motion twin yes and so they've been around a while doing uh flash games i think uh all kind of uh old school games cell phone type of deals or whatever you know what i'm talking about it's just kind of little not console games uh, not mobile? Steam games, like uh, mobile, mobile games, yeah, think okay. so, something like that. I don't know for sure, but it wasn't. It's not Steam because this was their first Steam game, and so here, let me pull this up. This is what it's called. This is what their company's uh, uh, Motion Twin is run as an anarcho syndicalist, anarcho syndicalist workers cooperative. <laughs> So what that means is there's like nine of them, 10. It's something like, I think it was like 12 of them. It's a small group. Uh, it says 11, actually, right there on uh, Wikipedia. So it's a small group. And nobody's, they all got equal say in the company. They all get paid exactly the same. You know, they're French. Mm-hmm. And so what do you think about that? Do you think that would work out? I think for indie developers, yeah. I mean, uh, if you're talking about like, larger corporate or conglomerate style uh, developers or publishers like EA or Blizzard or anything like that. Yeah. It wouldn't work for them because they're so massive, but for a small contained, let's say intimate unit or group like, uh, like motion twin. Yeah. It should. I think that's amazing. Well, so they got in there thinking, you know, Hey, we want to just be friends and have fun working at our job. We don't want to make millions of dollars. We just want to have fun. And we don't want to have anybody's boss. Everybody works the same. Nobody's allowed to crunch. And nobody's allowed to slack. Right? Uh, but the problem started coming in when it's like, okay, I just signed a character that you don't like. Or this other guy doesn't like. And now i got to explain it as the art guy. You know, or a certain piece of the game that uh, there's no final decision maker. Right? You guys just have to put it to a vote every time somebody disagrees. Yeah. Um, and uh, it obviously worked to some degree because they have dead sales. They abandoned their other games, by the way. They had like 15 million people, uh, subscribers of their other games. They ended up abandoning those games and they started joining out. Um, and people were coming and going, getting in fights and stuff like that at Motion Twin. Um, and uh, one of the guys is known as saying it was like Beirut up in there. <laughs> so oh, wow. they had to. Uh, so they, they didn't want to. They some people broke off after this game. They didn't know what to do with Dead Cells. They didn't want to leave it alone. Some people wanted to stay and work on it, and some people wanted to break off and do their do something else. So they do still uh, do this. Uh, Motion Twin kept the rights to like three or four people stayed behind to keep working on the Dead Cells game, and then they uh, the rest of them broke off to do start a company called Evil Empire, which has a traditional corporate structure, whatever. Uh, it didn't work out. It only works out if it's a small group of people, like you said. Um, but it's just, I mean, 
there's I don't I didn't look too deep into it, it but I mean dude they got the game done and it's great so it obviously works somehow the good part of it is you know like hey everybody's you know you will t- take it to a vote or whatever but um, getting paid the same that's kind of that kind of stuff is tough to kind of you know justify I guess depending on what you do I mean if everybody's has the same skill set then that's one thing but if you know you got one guy that's programming the job might be a little bit more difficult than a guy that just draws stencils out some kind of a guy or monsters or something. I don't know. Yeah, I, I could agree with that. I mean, there there are going to be those positions that are going to be more task intensive, but it also depends on what stage of development it is. As, and as True. you can see with, uh, with like Dead Cells specifically, it's it's art style. It's it's unique. It, I mean, sure, it's uh, pixel graphics, but I mean, they you have that, and then you also have like you know really good light effects and stuff. You know, they have that merger with the, to to give the game more life, and it's extremely fluid. So I'm sure like yeah, the artists themselves have. I mean, they're kudos to them. They've really made an amazing game with uh, minimal. Uh, minimal detail if you will but there's a lot of details to show so yeah man i mean it's it's great uh the uh controls are are great uh i love the art style that what you're talking about um they're real it is real fluid um so let's just talk about the game a little bit so you're like i don't know the whole story it is uh there is a story to it do you know the story or did you just play i i know about as i do know uh, the majority of it, but I know since they've added a couple of new zones, I don't know if they enha- uh, added anything or took anything away. So, uh, but I am familiar. I don't know if you want me to spoil or anything like that. So, um, yeah, you can spoil. This game's been out a couple years. Um, let me just tell you where I got, and then if there's mm-hmm. more to it, I mean, you can still spoil it. It's All fine, right. man. I mean, it's uh, I uh, my understanding is like you're a blob of like cells essentially that's inhabited a body and you're woken by this guy called the giant and he's essentially uh, been killed or captured by the king and you're in this prison and you're trying to get out and all the inhabitants of the, the it used to be this flourishing kingdom and they're all uh, monster turned into monsters or something a sort of that is that. Oh. Kind of, but uh, it's not the, the giant. The <laughs> okay. giant was actually uh, one of the one of the king's servants, and he got executed. Um, okay, but so yeah, the, there used to be a thriving kingdom, and something called the Malays took over, and the Malays infected everybody in in various ways. It killed a lot of them, and mutated some of them. And yes, you are like this. Uh, massive cells, or it's kind of weird because you're like a massive cells in the game, but then like you're you're seeing like cutscenes and stuff, like or the trailers. It's like it's like it's on fire, you know. Yeah. And uh, I think it's hilarious, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it inhabits it, uh, the headless. I think it's I think he's known as headless, uh, the headless uh, one or something like that. But um, yeah, and then you just inhabit the body, and then there's more to it when it, he keeps dying. It, it's like very self-aware that he is that your character has died multiple yeah. times to get through his ad. Like sometimes he remembers, sometimes he doesn't. And uh, yeah. but yeah, like uh, as you progress in the game, you do find bits of lore and you kind of piece it together. You don't start. Uh, I think they didn't really uh, say a big piece of the story until the rise of the giant. 
and dlc that was the first dlc yeah that you had to you had to pay for and then uh you have a couple new zones and um but i mean then you fight a a brand new boss which is the giant that giant skeleton that was behind you when you first start the game and uh and what's cool about it is like you can get to him to get the next boss cell too so you know it makes the 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 next round harder so you could fight him or the hand of the king up up until i think boss cell five i have not gotten that far i'm still on two that game is extremely brutal (laughs) but i think once you get to boss cell five you can fight the giant then the hand of the king and then you fight a seeker boss so okay so yeah these boss sales we're going to get into this because i don't know a lot about it but let's just talk about so you start off uh it lets you select weapon you know you get to pick a weapon or a ranged weapon or there's you know various ones you can pick this uh and then you start running through the the castle it's kind of like a castlevania or uh symphony of the night type of thing if you will except for it's always random and so some of the tips and tricks that I learned by watching YouTube. Uh, the first time I played it, I'd run through and I'd get you know three or four stages in, f- finish the first boss, maybe get the second one, get killed, maybe f- finish him. Then I'd end up dying um, because I didn't quite understand you know some of the relics and stuff like that. So when you die, let's just put it this way. I know. So just think of it this way at first. When you die, everything's wiped out, right? You lose all the cells, which are basically experience that you can allocate. Um, gold, uh, all, all kind of stuff that you lose. Um, but there are some mutations or whatever that you get along the way that will stay, uh, e- that are permanent. Even if you die, you still have them. So, uh, and then you can also upgrade various abilities or whatever to where, okay, if I die, I'm going to keep 5,000 gold uh, of my gold up to 5,000, whatever, that kind of stuff. And uh, you can buy uh, mutations that like for your health flask, you might only have one swig, gets your energy back. You can get up to like three or four. I mean, I'm on like three, I think, um, that can do it three times. And then you go to the city and you know, you, you go to several different stages and then you can get to the city. It's like a big maze. And so what the, the tip and trick that I learned is just take your time and just, and look for everything in that stage. So you can make sure that you don't miss a relic or something. And that was the big thing for me. I just started taking my time and going to these places and discovering everything. And then I started getting relics and started getting power ups. And then it was just like, that's when I finished it for the first time. I got on there just to experience the game. I got hooked and ended up playing it like three hours, dude. Yeah. It's and finished it. It's so, it's so satisfying too, because (laughs) you really have to work for it. And there are some very frantic moments. I mean, there's, (laughs) there's, there's, there's been multiple times where man, you will hear me cussing from across the house because I'm playing that game. So, so what's your favorite weapons and stuff that you usually, what's, I, the, what's your loadout that you like? Oh, I, I really love the sword called giant killer, but then I also got a new one called uh, seismic strike or seismic sword. And it, they work kind of the same where giant killer, you're critting on, elites and bosses so it's amazing against them because you need that dps yeah um or the seismic one was where it's uh it it has similar swings but then it 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 does a shock wave that will stun or slow the uh monsters and those are good um i actually like doing all three i it just depends what my starting weapon is so if my starting like the the whatever loadout that i have um, I'll try and go with that, that it starts with, but then 
uh, unless I find something better, because I always try to find something better than what I initially get, and then that's kind of where I start forming what my build's going to be over the course of that session. So, but I mean, my favorite would be probably um, survival. And that's the green. So there's green, that's, purple, and red. Yes, survival. Because uh, I like ne- uh, using necromancy where you heal a small percentage when uh, oh, yeah. you kill a monster, which is very necessary because uh, at the higher difficulties, you don't get a health, uh, the, the recharge uh, between levels anymore. You have to, you have oh, to actually, wow. you have to actually buy it. So like boss cell one, you could, ha- it's every other level boss cell two and on you, you're, you're on your own. So you have to find whatever food that gets dropped or you got to buy from a vendor. Uh, a so when you say boss sales are that is, that's the difficulty. Yeah. So boss cell uh, one is, yes. Yeah, so every, uh, every time you beat the hand of the king, the boss basically for uh, you get a cell, and then it unlocks the next higher level okay. uh, of difficulty. So you know, uh, normal is zero, bo- zero boss cells or BC. You'll see that online, and then uh, when you beat them the first time, you get that single one, and now it starts making it a little bit more difficult, and then and so okay. on and so on. And that's how you keep unlocking boss cells is that you that so you know you use that to unlock the next one, and it gets. Uh, new monsters, new abilities that uh, they they have a chance of dropping, and uh, just new tactics. And of course, they hit like the you think that they hit like trucks before. It's another truck on top of that. So, <laughs> so the um, but you can still play if you. So I finished. So this is what happened to me today. I finished, killed the hand of the king, killed the guy. I got uh, now I can throw my like you know the sails out of yeah. my head and it sticks to the wall and it's just like yeah. i was like what is this for but um and so it, you know he throws that out and then it uh it uh let me go through the game but it has a two has like a skull times two or something like that over my head and i think that means i'm doing times two damage but i'm on still in the ball cell zero or whatever it i'm just like been raping dude it's uh that should, I think that just lets you know that you're doing twice as much damage, but you're also about to receive twice as much damage. That oh, should okay. be from one of your items. Um, I see. Yeah, so it's nothing have, to do with me finishing it. No, it's just but if you item. have a skull also above your head, that means that you're cursed. If you got a cursed item or a cursed sword, uh, that that'll. I know you get a skull over your head with, with X number. So if it's a red skull, I think that's the damage that you'll receive. If it's a white skull, it that makes just means sense because they were. They were slamming me, dude. I was like, I need more. I need more HP. I don't know yeah. what's going on, but dude, I had that lightning. It's just yeah. tearing them up. And I saw that sword you were talking about, the seismic or whatever. Does it make like, uh, like earth come up? Yeah. Stones? Is it going? Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, somebody yeah. was hitting me with it, and I was like, dude, that's uh some beat monster. And then uh, so I bet that's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Is that a DLC sword? I think yeah, I think that came so out with uh, with Rise of Gotta the Giant. Giants. But they yeah. but they they also have since Rise of the Giant. There's a there was a they released a lot of content and then they did another paid mm-hmm. DLC which added the which was the bad seed. But they've yeah. been regularly updating and adding new stuff to the game. And yeah, the changes. on Switch on Switch the uh, the Rise of the Giants was free. For, for on Switch just recently. I don't know if it's a permanent oh. thing or what. I just happened to crank the game up and it's like DLC and it says, you know, go to the stores. This is free, but oh. the Bad Seed was not. 
So yeah. I got Rise of the Giants, and I saw that sword. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a great sword. I, I I unlocked it, and I was like, okay, let me see how it is. And I I liked how it worked because I know they nerfed the giants, the the giant killer sword a little bit. It's still a very effective weapon. Um, but I think they nerfed it just slightly. But I mean, I liked how seismic worked. One of my other favorite swords. It's on the red on the uh, on the power tree, the red one. Um, it's a uh, brutality. That's what it is. Uh, but, uh, the, what's it called? Um, Oh no, it escaped me. It was on the tip of my tongue. Oh, the speed sword, the swift sword. So, and you get, so when you get the swift sword and you get the mutation that increases your, your speed rate or how long you're in that, that dash mode, you're constantly critting everything in your way. And that, <laughs> that is a great weapon to have. If you start early with a brutality build. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when you're saying these builds, so everybody, so like you're saying, you got red, which is uh melee purple, which is ranged and, survivability is green am i saying that or am i saying those right or is it brutality and uh survivability yeah yeah, so red is brutality purple is tactics Tactics, and then uh green is survival but then they have a lot of weapons so they kind of cross over to different uh they're either hybrids like you know they might have like a blue i mean a purple and then uh, a red. So then whenever you put points, it'll scale to whatever of that uh, color is higher, which is really nice. And so like uh, uh, like so like I said, the Swift Sword's red, but then you have um, the Nutcracker, which is green and red. So if green is higher, then it's going to scale to the green. But then if you got red higher, it'll start scaling to the red. So every stage, there's multiple scrolls, what he's talking about. You land on a scroll, uh, and it gives you the option. This is this is really cool. It says 15% damage either in red, purple, or green. Like you said, survivability tactics are brutality. And you get a percent to health. So in other words, okay, 15% damage on brutality. But since you might already have a pretty high damage rate of that, it might only give you 21% health. Or you could take, maybe you got one, you can have four weapons. You might only have uh, one weapon in green, but so you don't ever upgrade it, or you don't have any green weapons, you don't ever upgrade it, and then so it'll say, "Hey, you got fifty, you get fifty percent health with the screen because you hadn't updated." So if he always keeps doing, if you keep doing one color, that health bonus starts to go away, mm-hmm. and so um, that's what you got to have a trade off. Your damage might be super high, but you can't take a lot, so it's like the glass cannon type of thing. Uh, so you want to find that balance. Um, one of the ones that I've was using it was a, it was the swift sword and the swift sword it's fun because you there's all kind of things you can do as you upgrade it sometimes it'll shoot an arrow out sometimes it uh for a, mm-hmm. at, at an angle or sometimes it'll throw a bomb or something as yep. soon as it first swing it's just so great dude i love it i it, one of my favorite ones is uh <laughs> so getting you know like when they when they die they explode and when they explode they leave a gas bo- uh, cloud and then it like dp uh, you know you're just throwing dots on everybody too and it's yes. fun I had I had a trinket, so they, then you can get a trinket. So it'll be like, uh, and you got to trade off as well. It's like, what's your play style? But one of them was like negative. Uh, and I had this one. This was, I thought, how can you beat this? It was a negative five to damage, so it took five percent less damage. And it said the damage that you take, the enemy takes. Oh, have nice. you seen? Yeah, yes, I've I have, never I have. seen it. 
It seems so. If I get smashed, the enemies should take that damage too, right? And I ended up trading it off for one that, just like you said, this was uh, that was a minus ten percent damage. But every time I dodged, it left a cloud of uh, poison gas. So I just you're always rolling, you know, mm-hmm. and you're just rolling around and uh, some just poison gas everywhere. And then um, I think I had a bomb. And I had the little blades that come, if you throw them on the ground, little jigsaws come up or circular saws come up and it's chewing them up. And so all of these different items have different abilities. So like it'll say, it might say um, every time you throw the saws down and it might say it causes a bleeding effect uh, or it freezes them or it ca- catches them on fire or when they die, they mm-hmm. explode and they leave uh, poison gas, or they freeze nearby enemies. But let's just say, for the sake of this uh, article, uh, this uh, discussion, it does a bleeding effect. Well, then you you have a bomb that might do plus one hundred percent damage to freeze a frozen enemy. Well, that doesn't really go together. So you can kind of re-roll that bomb if you got money to okay. I want it to do plus one hundred percent damage or critical strike to enemies that are bleeding. So now I'm starting to get this synergy going with all my weapons. Mm-hmm. And um, man, and if you get that dialed in, it is brutal. You can just slay. Yes. And so that's what it's going to take towards the end. I didn't, I didn't, that's my first learning about the sales because some of these. Well, I don't want to get too far ahead, but I was. Uh, I knew that their difficulty ramped up, but I thought. So I so when I finished the game, I unlocked a hard difficulty. So it's just called hard, but it's really one cell game. Yeah. Or is it okay? So the next one will be very hard or something, you know, then brutal yeah. nightmare. Okay. And I'm just making up those names. I don't know what it'll go to, but uh, okay. So that yeah, that's cool, man. I mean that that's the kind of stuff I really enjoy. That tactical part of it. Just but I learned to take my time. Had the bow and arrow, but this time I'm going through again, and I had the uh, the. Uh, electricity this lightning that comes out there's so many different weapons and they say don't unlock them all because you want to just use the ones that you know you like guess i guess how would you know you liked them if you well i guess you don't unlock them just by picking them up you have to get the blueprint or something you got to get the blueprint you got to take it to the collector at that at once you finish the level otherwise if you die you lose it um, yeah. and then when you do bring it to the collector that's when you start using the cells that you've accum- accumulated to basically purchase it i get everything even if they're not going to be good i just do it because i want to see i like trying yeah. new things out so i'm just co- i and i'm just one of those people i like to collect so yeah this is a some little youtube video about things i wish i would have known about dead sales type of thing and it's like yeah why would you how can i know if i don't like it um you know spartan sandals for example do you ever use those god they're trash yeah I, so but that's i've seen what people <laughs> i have seen people wreck things with the spartan <laughs> sandals and it blows my mind because i can't yeah. do it and then i've seen like i love the hayabusa uh uh sandals and i'm like oh that's cool but then i get destroyed by everything because <laughs> yeah i am just absolute trash with it but i mean it's still like i mean it's just it's fun for whatever it is. Yeah, I, I mean, you can kick them into the wall and it and they hit the wall. It blow, you know, it might do fifty damage or something. Then you hit them in the wall, it does like five hundred if they slide yeah. back and bunch them to a wall. So it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, they all have these different abilities like that. I, lately, um, I was running with uh, I slayed the last boss. Of course, it had that times two multiplayer. So like you said, I'm cursed. I'm either doing much. Or maybe I'm just taking more. This, but this thing seems to be just crushing. In fact, uh, the lightning bolt I have is purple, so I keep going with the 
the 15% damage. I don't care how much HP. And it's just like wrecking. So the lightning bolt, it shoots the lightning out and it just sits there and tags the enemies. And the longer you hold down the button, it starts to get more critical, critical, critical. It turns like it starts off at blue mm-hmm. uh, and then it starts turning yellow, then red. It's like, you know, frying them. So you throw down the uh, wolf trap, which is just some traps you throw on the ground. It locks enemies in there and it can still be doing damage to them. Uh, catch them on fire or anything. And then you throw down that little, um, there's a little like basically a mounted crossbow like thing that you throw down and it just, just keeps hitting them. Oh yeah. And, and then so I'm hitting him with that, the wolf trap and then lightning and it's just frying him, man. And I'm like, dude, this is crazy combination. So. And, and the great thing about the wolf trap, it works on bosses too. Like yeah, it works on, them. it's wonderful. Like if you know how to, if you got a good build utilizing that and throwing like traps or gas clouds or anything like that. Yeah, it's great. So, uh, I played the game for a while, like I was saying, and, and they always had these little symbols everywhere, and you can just bust them open. It's little secrets. It's like just finding the stakes, the Castlevania, um, you know, pork chops in the wall, mm-hmm. essentially. They could have little things in there. And then they'd have one on the ground, and you can't really do anything with it. You drop down on it, and it would just like glow, glow, glow. And so I finally had to look it up. Like, dude, what is this? It's like, oh, there's a relic you need. And so oh, that's, where, that's the, where I learned. The time, the time travel, uh, the not travel, but uh, the time challenges. Well, so now you need, you do got a time, tra- uh, you do got a teleport relic. Mm-hmm. You got a relic, I think, that grows that vine out of the ground. And this yep. is the one that when you drop down, uh, you, you push down and B, I think, or whatever, he just does that drop. And it oh, busts, the, busts ram, the wall. The, the ram. Uh, ram, yeah. Yeah, the ram rune. Okay. And so. Cool, I got that. I got it by just taking my time. And we're going to go back. I keep bringing up this taking time thing because there's something to it, too. There's a trade-off. Uh, the taking time, um, taking my time to, to discover everything and get all the relics I need. Now, there's several places that I am um, that uh, I see that, okay, wherever you go, it comes to a dead end because it goes straight up. And I can't get up there. Even when I shoot the little gunk out and it climbs up it you know never gets up there all the way how do you do that is there like a is there a relic that lets you super jump or something yeah you'll get the spider rune i think you have to go through the uh, ossuary um it's been a while since i got that but it's a spider rune is basically like ninja gaiden you're running up okay you you all you go uh you basically zigzag up the walls uh, to run up. So yeah, that's a spider room. That's really awesome. By the way, that, uh, where your head, when, you know, you could crawl along walls, you could pick up items that way. You could also, uh, fling your head at enemies and make it harder for them to hit. And then it also kind of, uh, hurts them at the same time. Really? Okay. Yeah. I didn't need to think about using it on enemies. I have never go, done Bwah. it, but I've seen people do it and it's pretty, it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. I need to watch some like speed runs and stuff. That, that would be fun to see. And see how good they do, or what their favorite weapons are, or whatever. Or just a long play, maybe. Left somebody that's been streaming it for two years. I actually like following that uh, the subreddit because there are some people that they just that that they have like these unique builds, and then they, you just watch them destroy bosses like instantaneously, <laughs> and you're like, oh my goodness, how you know? And and it's funny too because then you have the people that are all for just making custom games or run the game legit. You know, you have like some of those camps, that, and that's pretty interesting because I do like playing custom games at times, but then other times I'm like, no, nah, I want to challenge myself and I'll go back to normal mode. Yeah, yeah, so it's fun. 
Oh, man. Yeah, it's just so many, the variety. And you know, we've talked about mm. this several times and like, not to get too far off track, but you got, um, you know, a game like Halo where you do multiplayer mm-hmm. when you had the vehicles and, you know, hey, we're going to do rockets and whatever. But you got sticky grenades, you got all this and multiple vehicles. And it's only a 4v4. But what made it so fun is that the, the variety that could happen each round or each game type. There's so many different things that can happen. Somebody can want to ride the four-wheeler, you get a rocket and you can blow it up. I mean, just the physics of the four-wheeler. Anyway, it's just interesting because a lot of different things can happen. And in this game, uh, you know, I was looking at it all wrong with the roguelike. I'm not a super roguelike fan, uh, but this game is, it, it is random, which is, uh, they, they did it right with the randomization. Yeah. And I'm not a super rogue legacy fan, but it is a permadeath. You've lost it, you know, and so you just see how far you can get every time. And I guess you can eventually finish it. I don't know. Um, and it was addicting to some, every time you die, you're a new guy, new character. Is that, that's a uh, yeah, rogue legacy. That's where it comes from. So every time you die, you're like, okay, you're, you're Sir William, uh, headlock the first. And then, you know, just make up some random name. You die. Now you're Sir Cecil the brave. And then, you know, then you're, then you're stronger at melee and then you, that guy dies. And then you're somebody, the wise and he's smart, you know, whatever I'm just making those names up. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's a whole legacy of people that it took you to finally finish it, I guess. But um, this this one uh, is a different experience every time, like you said. So you can't just memorize where everything is and run through it. And then like, oh, I'm just going to go back and keep getting it and just maybe kill enemies differently. Even if you could do that with different weapons, it would still be a fun game. But since it's not, you could, it's a whole new experience every time. It's, you got to find the things again every time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so taking your time is cool, but... There's a lot of time lock, uh, time gate type of stuff. So, you you know, you get to the first town in under so many minutes and there's a door that's unlocked. Maybe two minutes, I think, is what the, the thing is. And uh, if you get there late, you don't get to go in that door. I don't even know what's back there. I think I've opened it once. Um, so you have, uh, yeah, you have the time gated doors and then you have uh, 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 kill streak doors. And yep. they have just... Uh, rewards basically so you'll get a uh, you know uh, you get a choice between three different items that you can choose and then uh, you'll get a, a number of cells so then it's the same for the other door about the same and then if you do it to a boss I mean you get you get an achievement if you if you beat him without getting touched so that that's how you get that door after a boss you yeah, you have yeah. to fight him flawlessly and then you get a really really awesome item uh in the next room i think i've done that twice so wow. i know where i know what it is like, the game is hard i mean <laughs> that's tough uh it it's hard but also again like i said it just really depends on the on the build that you have or you know the the, the style of play you want to go with like i i am terrible with using the shield but there's sometimes i want to try and you know do a little mini train for myself you yeah. know and try and get better with it or be a little bit competent but i still nowhere near it <laughs> yeah it's the shield um i think the last time i kind of got off the game after my first little uh run with the game i started getting started liking the shield I was like, man this thing is powerful i didn't realize how powerful it was of course it blocks projectiles but you can slam enemies with it i mean it's uh you parry I and mastering like that parry is, yeah. yeah i just unlocked the spike shield i didn't unlock it but i got the blueprint for it and nice. so apparently you just stab them with it or something. But uh, but how do you parry? I mean, what's how do you do that? 
so uh, obviously you hit the button uh, circle or a well whatever you assign it to so whatever you assign shield button the shield button to that's okay. going to be it and you can hold it and do like a passive block and you'll you'll block an x amount of uh x amount of health but you still receive damage at the same time and but a, a successful parry if you notice when the monsters have the yellow exclamation mark over their heads that means that's right when they're about to attack and that's your cue of when you throw up that parry so when you do a successful one it'll ha whatever that shield is will do that effect to that monster like the greed shield you get gold from a parry you have the blood shield that makes them bleed and so on you know yeah so see there's there's more to this game um that revolves around that shield. I mean, because there's certain mutations that, that you get wet, he, healed from doing parries. And like you said, gold from doing parries. Uh, and you can only parry with the shield. Is that correct? That is yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's a, there's certain mutations that are solely for the shield user. So it's like a different game. If you just, if you decide to go through with shield, mm -hmm. essentially, um, yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, I, in some of these, some of these uh, weapons you'll pick up, and I remember that now that it was a shield that I picked up that is are colorless, and it's just yes. like this massive. This is like essentially above legendary. Uh, yes, sir. They're very powerful because they will just use whatever's the highest, so you can oh, get. I see. So, uh, uh, yeah, the highest of your stats. So, like. That's, which is pretty awesome. So like I said, a uh, giant killer is uh, primarily a, gr a survival or a green weapon, right? So you have to invest in survival. But like let's say I actually specialize in uh, tactics. Like I have a really good tactics build and this colorless giant killer comes down and I'm like, oh my goodness. So now it goes off my <laughs> tactics score rather than everything else. And then, yeah. and, and then I'm just wrecking things left and right. That's what's nice about the colorless system. Because it will go for whatever the higher stat is. Oh, yeah, dude. That's sick, man. I was wondering what that is. There's uh, one weapon I picked up that was a sword. I think it was a swift sword that was colorless. Um, and I just thought, okay, it's like a legendary. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm just making numbers up. But say it did like 1,500 damage. I think it maybe got up to like 4,000 or something. That's If you just keep building it up. And then I finally get to the hand of the king kill him and he drops this weapon it's like 13,000 damage and um and it's got and I then I kill the king or whatever the statue or whatever it is and then start over that weapon's gone dude what was that about <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about yes it's like it, that double bladed yeah it's his uh that's a hit of the kings that's his weapon and it's it's an impressive weapon, but it's a slow startup. But once you're in that combo, you're pretty much wrecking things. But like uh, with that, it's one of those that you want to use a shield with it or have something really fast to go with it. Um, yeah. But I I, but, I wasn't good with it. <laughs> does it? I didn't get to kill anything with it. I mean, it just went away. Right. Is but it, now you're when you're now it's unlocked for you basically. Okay. I so, see. Is it gonna it, have thirteen thousand damage on it or whatever? Or is it just like a random number that just scales to wherever you are? I think it'll scale. Okay, but it's probably yeah. still powerful, like five times more powerful than anything it's, else. It's a very, it's very strong. Uh, I forgot what the benefits are. I'm not sure if it's if you have more than one monster together, it does crit damage, or it's something but along see, those lines. You can roll. Uh, they'll they'll drop with a particular 
you know, bonuses and stuff. Right. But and then you can re-roll it into whatever you want. I mean, I don't know if it's whatever you want, but they can re-roll. You can re-roll. Things. You've just paid to re-roll. I think it gets a little bit more expensive each each successive one. But all, all the weapons have their own standard trait that's unique to that specific weapon. Like there's a there's a pan called the Vorpan, and as long as you're hitting them face on, you're just nonstop critting it, and it's a pan, <laughs> you know? So it's like, but you have to use it that way, or you got the Assassin's Dagger where you have to get behind them and get those crits, you know? Oh, and, yeah. Uh, so, like, Evo or, or Rapier, you have to, to get a crit, you have to roll, like a Musketeer kind of thing. So, I mean, there's <laughs> some of those you have to... Yeah, it, it's it's awesome. It changes every single weapon will literally change how you play, and I love it. So you got it on the what? what uh, you got it on the computer, or I have it what for yeah, no, I have it for PC, and I have it for uh, the Switch. Like I got it for my PC first, and I love it, and I still have it installed. But I like, I also genuinely like playing that game on the go, and I think I'm I'm about the same. Uh, I, I think I'm. Uh, 2bc and both but i have different weapons unlocked and i only I, and i only had the bad uh bad c dlc for the switch because that's where i play it primarily is there a difference in the two as far as graphics and control or anything uh i haven't noticed anything uh there were okay. there was uh i remember early reviews for the switch saying it was slightly slower but i haven't seen that type of lag and I play primarily in the portable mode, so I'm. I mean, I'm. I have no qualms. I'm sure yeah. if I play on my computer right now, I might see like a like a hair faster, but that's about it. Yeah. See, I thought the controls were really good, and mm-hmm. I enjoy it. Um, but the the blood stained uh, ritual of the night was garbage, dude. Compared really? to the PlayStation, I would, completely I different to, game. I, I almost got excited to get it when they added a DLC character and it's freaking David Hayter. I was like, oh, now I got to get it. Solid <laughs> snakes in this, you know? But now that you're saying oh, that, okay. I've been holding off. I've been very, very hesitant on getting it. Dude, there's a part of me that wants to call up David Hayter and see if he wants to be on the podcast. Because he, he, he's, he's going to these like just independent little podcasts that before. And uh, he's, he's, he's funny, man. And, you know, he's, he's really talented. He did, uh, you know, wrote like some X Men two. Uh, he's a yeah, kind he of did screen Yeah, he helped. Uh, what was he a screen doctor or screen wrote it? Yeah, I mean, he, he, yeah, I think he helped write parts of it or whatever. But he uh, he's funny because he, you know, when he was on this, this is a recent podcast. I don't remember the name of it, but he uh, he um, would get on there and like the mega. You know, he did Metal Gear Solid one and two, and they found. I don't think he did three. No, he he did all of them but five. Okay, all but five. Yeah, because then they got Kiefer Sutherland to come yeah. on. Um, but somebody'd call in and they'd be like, uh, hey, "This is a question from Nick Thimianos," and he'd go, "Nick Thimianos, like, <laughs> <laughs> like Snake." <laughs> it just it needed to just trip me out. Like he just said your name. Oh, Snake God. just said your name, man. Nick Thimianos. That's what awesome. is kind of name is that? But anyway, he's really cool. Um, but anyway. Uh, That'd be, that, yeah, he's 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 just a cool dude. Yeah, he can play David Hater. <laughs> I didn't know that on Bloodstained. Um, yeah, it was one of the new characters I saw that they announced <laughs> it, and I and I saw that the game didn't get strong reviews, but um, I, the game is awesome. I the, I really it? love the game. You'll love the game, dude. Yeah, right. Get it on PlayStation though. Don't get it on Switch. You won't. Switch is ah, graphics are different. Okay. Yeah, the graphics are different. Uh, slightly, they're just not as detailed, but the control. It was difficult because it's so much lag. Um, it's not 
Twitch, you know, this, that's a Twitch game, you know, you need to be, you know, on the okay. spot. And uh, then you played it on PlayStation. You're like, man, this is, I mean, I almost, you could hold your controller up on Switch and push button and click, and then he jumps, click, then jumps, click, jump. Uh, okay. But on PlayStation, it's like seamless, man. It's, uh, so anyway, that uh, totally different. That's why I was curious about this one. Um, this is a little bit, you know, lower scale graphics, if you will, pixel graphics, so it shouldn't be too much different um, anywhere you played it, but I, uh, I heard that on the know. on the cell phones, the mobiles, it's actually pretty pretty good too, or decent for its uh, hardware, I guess. Yeah. So uh, there's so back to the game. There's uh, some I wanted to ask you about. There's some doors that you can just you just run into a random door and you'll knock, comp, 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 comp. Yep. And then nobody will come to the door and he just goes, eh. But that's then, uh, that's linked to your uh, boss cells. So depending on the difficulty level that you're playing. Uh, pretty much, yeah. So if you look very closely, it's hard to see it on the Switch, but if you're on, like, let's say on your computer, if you look closely on the door, it'll show how many cells are required. Like, mm-hmm. it'll say, you know, it'll show three cells for three cells, you know. Uh, uh, so then, like, yeah, that's how it gets unlocked. And it, there it's, like, kind of like a – it's it's randomized as well. So it could, chal- it could be a challenge room. Um, it could be like a hidden vendor or, or, or a treasure chamber of some sort. It's okay. Pretty, yeah. And the, uh, the challenge chambers, what are the, what are you just go through there. Do you unlock stuff with it? Or if you die there, are you dead in so the game? You, that was one of the runes what we were confused about earlier. So you'll find those runes. It looks like a little, it looks like a, uh, like a stopwatch being run on the on the mm-hmm. ground, and then you activate it, it opens a portal, and it is a, that's the challenge room. So as soon as you go in, there's a chest right there, and it gives you a bunch of uh, a bunch of cells. It'll give you a scroll of power, and then it it typically gives you an amulet of some sort, and then. Uh, then now you have to go through all these hazards. It's all just environmental hazards. It's like buzz saws and flying ninja stars, uh, false floors and all that. And then you just got to make it through that maze back to the portal and then you continue on your game. So, okay. So yeah, you could die in there. You're dead in the game too. Exactly. It's just like, Hey, do you want to, do you want to get all this treasure and then risk not getting out? Mm hmm. I did one of those uh, that last playthrough, and you're right; it wasn't, there weren't any enemies in there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just environmental hazards, yeah. So I didn't know, like, okay, is this just a? And then one of them, the uh, this is one I was thinking about too. When you first start with the giant, you go to the top part. There's a little room with a, a clock on there. You hadn't even really started the game yet. I mean, I guess you started oh, the game. That's uh, those are like boss challenges. So that that one, that one, you get time, and then you got to find the boss and kill him within that time, and then it's like a ladder leaderboard kind of thing. Okay, so is, is it, do you get items or anything that you carry over to the other that's part of the game? Or a good question. I, I only done it once or twice, so I couldn't. I can't give you a good answer. Yeah, I didn't know. I thought, okay, well, I guess I'm gonna do this, but. I had a, like 160-something sales, which was a big deal. That I mean, I want to go trick out uh, something, mm-hmm. you know, before I die. And uh, I was like, I don't know if I can die in here. It's going to kill me, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think it gave me a chance to retry or start over, and I just left the room, and I still had all my stuff. I was like, man, I had 160 sales, and now like, oh, I still got them. So it's kind of separate from the game, I think. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but anyway, dude. I'm so glad you kind of turned me on to this game. I'm really enjoying it now. I'm excited to play it again. I always tell people if I see them on a Switch, I 
Do you have Dead Cells? No. <laughs> Do you like Metroidvania, Castlevania kind of games? Yes. Get Dead Cells. I promise oh, you. So, and, and actually, I just uh, I convinced one of the airmen that I work with. He bought himself a Switch because he saw me playing Dead Cells, so he bought Dead Cells. And, oh, he bought a Switch and Dead Cells. That's a great move, though. Yeah, man. I was it's like, the only oh, game you need. It's a, it's a phenomenal game. Well, yeah, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on, man. Chopping it up. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me on. Cool, man. We'll do it again for sure. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks for listening.